Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. Today is June 20th, 2017. My name is Bevan Caramello, and I'm so glad you're on this call with me today. We are in the middle of our short and sweet summer series, okay? We're keeping these calls shorter so we can all fit them into our busy summer schedules, running kids to and from camp, and or maybe they're just at home in your hair, <laughs> like they like mine are this week. Um, and so we are in a series that we're calling very simply, What God is Showing Me This Week. And I'll give you the scriptures that I've been studying over the past few days, along with what God is showing me in his word. And then my challenge to you is to take them back into your own private time with God and work through them and meditate on them and pray with him. And, you know, that is where the real work takes place in us. Okay. That's where I like to say that's where the magic happens, um, so to speak, because it's not magic at all. Right. We know that it's God's Holy Spirit in each of us doing God's work in us. Okay. So this week I have been in the book of second Timothy reading what um, is the, the last words that we have from Paul, okay? Second Timothy was written um, during Paul's last captivity as he was um, knowing that he was headed toward execution, okay? He was eventually executed um, because of his faith in Christ. And the uh, letter that we have to Timothy in, in the book of Second Timothy are the last words that we have of his. And it, he was during... Um, when he was jailed before there were some times where he was in like on house arrest and his setup was a little bit different, but it's said that during this last one, he was probably in like a cold, dark, more of like a dungeon type setting. And, and he knew that his death was, was close. It was soon. They were going to kill him. And um, it's probably one of the reasons this is one of the most tender books um, as he's writing it to Timothy, who he tells us is like a son to him and, you know, not knowing if he would ever see him again. And so not only are his words tender, but there's a sense of urgency in them. Um, so turn with me to Second Timothy chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 8 and 9. Remember, um, Paul was Timothy's mentor, okay? Timothy was leading up the church in Ephesus. And... Um, and so he, and during really troubled times, where it was really hard to keep going. It was really hard to keep the faith. It was hard to be a believer. Christians were being persecuted. Um, and so this is a letter of encouragement um, for Timothy. Okay, Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Paul says, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal, but God's word is not chained. These two verses, I've read them over and over and over this week. I just couldn't get them out of my head and I'd go back to them again and again because I just, I love how simple Paul keeps it here. The gospel, right? He pretty much gives us the gospel in three short points. He breaks it down for us. Three pieces. One, remember Jesus Christ. Two, raised from the dead. Three, descended from David. That's it. 
remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. He says, this is my gospel. In other words, this is it. He's the one. The Jewish people had been, you know, they'd been waiting for their Messiah. They knew the prophecies. They knew the scriptures. And Paul was a scholar. And at this point, he's literally in chains, an ambassador in chains, and he's willing to die because he knows without a doubt that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, that he's the son of God. And so he, he goes on to say, my favorite part of this verse, this is my gospel. He owns it, right? He clings to it. This is my gospel for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. You know, this was so convicting for me this week as I thought about Paul in chains, just an innocent man who loved the Lord and loved him so much that he wanted to tell everybody about him. And, you know, how much suffering on behalf of Christ am I, will, am I really willing to take on? That's what kept going through my head. How much suffering am I really willing to take on? You know, we live such cushy lives in this part of the world, and none of us will likely ever know true suffering for the sake of Christ. But it got me thinking just a little bit further. You know, how uncomfortable am I willing to be? I mean, not even suffer, but just how uncomfortable am I willing to be? How much rejection will I risk with family and friends? How am I willing to be uncomfortable and, and, and bow my head and pray in a restaurant full of people who may think that's weird and cheesy? Am I willing to bow my head and pray before a meal that I serve at my own house when I've got friends over who may not approve? You know, am I willing to stand out and shine for him even when those around me don't like it or agree with me or are going to look at me and, you know, think I'm a Jesus freak or whatever they're going to call me? In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, Paul says this, I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. Paul knew. Paul knew who he had chosen to believe in. And he was sold out. For Christ. Do you know him? Do you know whom you have believed? And are you convinced that he's got your back today? If our answer is yes, then what are we waiting for? Who needs to hear about the life-changing power of Christ today? Remember Jesus, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. Will you pray with me? Father God, Paul's words are almost haunting for me.
I think about his circumstances when he wrote them. Lord, I thank you for your patience with me, for your patience with all of us as we try to find our courage to be the ones you've called us to be. Lord, would you would you help us? Would you grow us? Would you just give us that little bit of extra courage, that nudge toward being uncomfortable for your glory? Not for the sake of being uncomfortable, but for your glory. Would we be willing to shine for you, Father? Lord, I thank you for this time in your word. I thank you for each person on this call and each person who's going to listen to this call in the future. Lord, I thank you mostly that you loved us so much that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins. Lord, because of this, may we each grow to the point of being willing to suffer for the sake of the gospel. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning into this call today. I really hope God works on your heart as he has mine. Um, as you dive in further with him this week, uh, read these verses. Go further into the book of Second Timothy and see what God has for you in there. Um, that's my challenge now for all of you. Get into the word. And before you do, simply ask God, to give you his wisdom and understanding and to show you what he has for you, okay? If you are not already a part of our Weekly Skinny Facebook page, just search Weekly Skinny in Facebook and then add yourself there. All are welcome, okay? Feel free to invite family and friends who you think would want to join us. Invite your RNF teams. Um, this definitely started out as a call for those of us in Rodan and Fields, hence the name your Weekly skinny with Jesus, get it? Um, but it's grown. And I like to say now that it's actually for anyone with skin, because um, that's, you know, that's, that's the truth. We all need um, more Jesus in our lives. So we'd love to have them. Um, if they are interested in being here, we would love to have them uh, with us every week. I hope you're back again with us next week. Um, and until then, please know that I am praying for you and yours. God bless you, Skinny Peeps. I'm glad you are here. Bye now.